Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Jack to the Future. From science and inventions to pollution and recycling, I talk about what's changing in the world, the future, and how we can help with that. Every month I'll talk about a different future theme. For example, the future of science, tech, sustainability, reading, music and all sorts of other ones. The future of everything. Did you know? You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Jade to the Future and on YouTube as Jack to the Future. Follow me to get behind the scenes info, access to the previews about my next episodes and much, much more. This week's episode is about the future of magic. I welcome my special guest and probably the first celebrity I've spoken to, Aidan McCann, who is a young magician and actor. You may recognise him from Britain or Ireland's Got Talent, as well as appearing on The Ellen Show in America and lots, lots more. Very exciting. Mum has put a clip of Aidan in the finals of BGT on social media. There's also a link to several of his appearances in the podcast description for this episode. We talk about how he got into magic in the first place, his experiences on reality TV shows and how his perseverance paid off, if it's difficult to make up tricks and whether technology will make tricks better or maybe actually spoil magic in the future. Aidan performs a trick live on the podcast for you to hear a jam-packed episode of fun. Before we begin, a quick game to test your knowledge of magical words and phrases. I'm going to read you four magical words often used by magicians and then I'm going to read a number of possible meanings or ideas about where they came from. Your job is to guess the right one. The first one is, hey presto, is it A, a way of saying hello to a magician called presto, or B, means quick in Italian, like so quick it's happened as if by magic. Okay, okay, so quite an easy one to start you off with. You guessed it, it's B. Its first use was recorded as being in the late 18th century, a long time ago. Okay, expression number two. Now you see it, now you don't. Was it A, first used by a magician when something got in his eye during the rehearsal for a trick, or B, not clear who first used the phrase. It was used by magicians at least from the 1940s when someone makes something or themselves disappear without clear an explanation. What did you go for? Yep, it's B of course. In fact, this one is unclear specifically where it came from. Thirdly, a classic, it's abracadabra. Was it A, written on a lucky charm given to a Roman emperor to treat malaria, or B, used after the young child of the magician who couldn't pronounce the name Auntie Deborah. It's actually A. The word was first mentioned in a book from the 2nd century AD and written in the triangle shape to bring good luck. And last of all, Alakazam. Was it A, named after the Arabic word Al-Khazam, which means the oath, like a promise, or B, invented randomly to sound like a word from a different language and with the intention of creating excitement in mystery. Back in 1902, it was apparently answer B, although it seems like a lot of people still believe answer A too. So there you have it. Now you're all magician masters. It was World Book Day recently and I heard this quote from Raoul Dahl quite a lot in my school and thought it's particularly true for this episode. Those who don't believe in magic will never find it. The question is, listeners, do you believe in magic? For me, magic is about the mystery. With the internet now, very few things are kept a mystery anymore because we can just Google it and get the answer. 
that's a shame, but I think as long as people stay curious, magic will always be a great way to be entertained. I think some things will change and some things will probably stay the same. Some more traditional tricks have remained exactly as they were. One of the eldest tricks is the cups and balls one. It dates back to ancient Egypt, really long time ago. Three tiny balls that are hidden and reappear under three normal little cups. No smoke, no mirrors, no trapdoors, no digital effects. Computers weren't really a thing back then. <laughs> the cups and balls trick simply needs some of your fancy handwork and description of your viewers. Pretty easy stuff, really. But the point is, the trick is wowing people literally thousands of years later. Amazing! Magic acts are developing though and becoming more modern. Take for example, the older star magicians wearing top hats and suits, sawing people in half. Today we're more likely to see magicians in jeans and not a saw in sight. Houdini was a classic example of an illusionist, where now we have cyber illusionists like Marco Tempest who uses drones, AI and AR to help with his magic trick. He says that magic is making possible today what science will make a reality tomorrow. I guess that's kind of true. What do you think the future of magic will look like? I'd like to welcome my special guest today, Aidan McCann. Hi Aidan, thanks for joining me. Hello. No problem. Yeah, I'm excited for the interview. How are you? Good, thanks. Yeah, um, yeah so am I. I'm really excited as well. Cool. One tells me you're really busy at the moment filming and stuff, so thanks for giving me your time today. I have been a bit busy. I'm finishing up a TV show I'm doing, so I have like one week left. So that's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. Where can we see it or can't you say it yet? It's going to be an Apple TV original, so it'll be out in like a year probably. Mm -hmm. Cool, yeah. I'll keep my eyes and ears ready for it. You're 12 right now, but when did you start performing magic tricks? So I started performing magic tricks when I was five years old. So that's seven years ago. It doesn't even feel like that long ago, but basically I started because I just loved seeing magic tricks being performed on me. And then I was just kind of using like, the magic sets and stuff just little tricks of like a magic wand and stuff and then kind of more seven and eight I started doing card tricks which I love to do now and then at about nine after just showing tons to my family and friends I thought why can't I show it to Ireland's Got Talent so I asked my parents if we can like audition to do Ireland's Got Talent and they said yes and we filmed the tape for it and they got back and then we obviously had to go out and do the heats, which was very nerve wracking. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> My mum does a drama school, so I'm kind of used to being on stage and stuff. But this was like with so many people and obviously there were famous people in front of me and all. So I was very nervous. But when I went on, everything was fine. They all loved me. It was great fun. And then when we went to do the semi-final and I didn't get through, but that's okay. What happened next? After Orange Got Talent, I went to Ellen in LA because they contacted us. I don't know Ellen, I don't think. I hadn't really watched the Ellen show, but obviously, like, I knew of it. And, like, I'd watched a good few episodes and everything. So I knew, like, oh, wow, this is really big and everything. Wow, so you got to America. What's the bit of the show called again? Aiden's Magic Corner. That's my own show on the Ellen show, where I interview celebrities and show them magic tricks and everything. Like Colin Farrell, Emily Blunt, the Jonas Brothers. Do you know who they are? No. Sorry, I might know them if I saw them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're really nice and cool and all. You said before the interview that on the Ellen show, she arranged for something special to happen. What was it? So she asked me who my favourite magician is, and I said Shin Lim. Do you know who Shin Lim is? 
No, sorry. <laughs> no, it's grand. He's a magician. He won America's Got Talent and he was on Penn and Teller. So I said that it was him and she surprised me with a trip to Vegas, Las Vegas. And I got to perform on the Vegas stage with my favorite magician, Shin Lim. So that was an amazing experience. Right. Cool. That's incredible. I bet you won't forget that. Yes. So that was amazing. Have you made up any of your own tricks? And is it hard? Okay, so it's like if you know enough routines and stuff, there are a few things like a double lift where you pick up two cards at once and pretend it's one and just fake shuffle so it looks like you've mixed up the deck but it's in the same order. And if you know enough little bits to magic, the cheeks... Then once you have enough like that, then you can probably create your own trick. And I have created my own trick because I was bored one day and I wasn't even trying to create it. I was kind of messing around with a deck of cards and it kind of just popped into my head. And I mean, I'd want to kind of release that, but it's like I probably need to add more because it's not like the hardest trick in the world. But I remember in lockdown, me and my mom tried properly to create a magic trick and it was like a chameleon type of a trick where I'd have a fake comedian, right? Chameleon, not comedian. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'd have a deck of cards and i get them to pick a card. And then the deck's like a red deck of cards, let's say, and I put it back down. And the comedian changes colour to like blue or something. And the deck of cards also changes and their card also changes. That's really different. I love that one. But see, this happens sometimes because there are so many tricks out there. That trick has already been a trick, actually. Really? Yeah, it's just funny. I guess it's like a hit and miss. If sometimes people won't have the trick you're thinking of and sometimes that trick will already be a thing. But it has to be very original if you're thinking of a trick. Yeah, it sounds quite hard, to be honest. Because there's so many tricks out there. If we just make up a random trick, it could be already invented. So it's hard to make up your own one. Yeah, like you said, an original idea. Sometimes it can actually be an original idea that somebody else has chosen. <laughs> I guess that's not really original then, but you get what I mean. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's hard. Sometimes you'll create a really good trick that no one else has, or sometimes you'll think of a really good trick that someone else has, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. It must be a bit annoying because you spend all this time making up a trick. Then people would just look up how to do the trick. Yeah. It's annoying when some of my tricks get revealed on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of them are wrong, though. A few of them are right. And it's not the biggest tricks that I've done that's revealed. I think it's just some of the simpler card tricks are revealed sometimes. Yeah, yeah. At least it's only the smaller ones, I guess. Yeah, I definitely want to create my own trick in the future. Or like I might sell it online in the future either, depending on like, how good of a trick it is. I obviously want to perform it a bit myself, and then maybe I'd sell it online for the secret. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, that sounds really cool. My favourite trick that you did on BGT was the superhero one. Uh, what was it like being on BGT? Yeah, so Britain's Got Talent was amazing because I've always wanted to do Britain's Got Talent. Obviously, there's the first time you're on it, which is the heat. So like, it's your first time. But I'd already done Orange Got Talent, so... I had a fair idea of what it was going to be like, but obviously the judges were all different and the surroundings and it was definitely way bigger and the prize was bigger. So it was changed in a lot of ways, but I love being on it because the judges, they're all really cool. Like there's Simon Cowell, David Williams, Amanda, all of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. So actually Simon, he hurt his back after the heats, which is the first one. So he couldn't end up doing the semi-final. Oh yeah. I remember that. So Ashley Banjo, I think his second name is. Yeah. He ended up doing the semifinals and the finals, which is really cool. 
because I got to meet Simon Cowell, obviously, in the first one. And then I got, like, an extra famous person. Bonus celebrity. <laughs> but, you know, it would have been cool to meet Simon Cowell again. And I'll probably meet him again in the future, you know. <laughs> I think you will. <laughs> then the semi-final, obviously. And it was a few changes, obviously, because COVID. We couldn't, obviously, go out to London to do it. So I had to do it from my bedroom. It was cool. Yeah, thank you, thank you. But it was really cool because they had three huge trucks coming to our house and they were like outside my house and everything and if you saw the insides of them they had so much tech equipment there was tons of tvs in there and tons of cables and stuff oh wow and yeah. the crew had to rip up my room to set up a tv like tons of cables lights and everything it was very hard as well because a zoom call probably would have been better because like a zoom call there's no delay but on the show there was like a five second delay so that was really hard i guess it's not great when you're trying to do a trick it was still great you know it got me to the final and everything and i'm so grateful for that so it definitely worked out well and everything and then afterwards i played computer games because i was happy it went well and everything 10 minutes before before going on, I was playing some games on my computer as well. <laughs> you know, get rid of yeah. <laughs> and then I was in school because I didn't think really that I would have gotten to the final because it's been a few days, we hadn't heard anything. It was from my bedroom, it was good, but like if I was in studio, it probably would have been a bit better. But anyway, I was in school and everything, not thinking anything of it. My class was all like, oh, well done, Aiden. And then, and then on the intercom in my school, they called me to be signed out of school. And obviously, I couldn't tell any of my friends that I had gone to the final. But I think my teacher might have knew when I was leaving because like, he gave me like a little smirk and a wink and he said, good luck. So I think he might have knew that was for Britain's Got Talent. But anyways, I left and we went to my aunt's house. And luckily, we could actually go to Britain to do the finals so we had to get the flight to go over and it was a week until I was on and we actually had no idea what to do it was so mad and literally the next day we started brainstorming ideas and it was non-stop just tons of magic and work and practicing and everything and then finally the day comes to do the finals it's all amazing also I get to meet everybody because obviously the heats and the people in the semis and finals are completely different people because in the heats, there are like 500 people. So like you wouldn't meet probably anybody who is in the final. So when I got there, there were tons of new people. I'm so friends with a few of the young magician guys. They're all really nice, everybody who got to the final. And I made a lot of new friends. And I got to see all the judges again. And I got some good pictures with them. I got to meet Anton Deck again. And David's actually really nice. So you know how on screen he's all goofy and everything? But he's actually, like, really posh. Is he? <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds amazing. Thank you. So exciting even just listening to you. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. I, um, I wish I could do that. If my podcast got, you know, good enough. Definitely. Yeah, thanks. I bet they were a bit worried when you didn't know what to do for the final. Yeah, very stressful. We actually didn't think I was going to get to the final. I remember my mom telling me, oh, you did amazing, honey. Don't forget and all of that stuff. But I ended up doing it and that's great. I think you did brilliantly. What would you do if you were on Britain's Got Talent? I might go with maybe like have an interview face-to-face with them or something like that. With the judges, I mean. Um, yeah, in front of yeah. the audience. A little bit like on Zoom, but yeah, in real life. That's pretty much what I would do. Well, that's actually really cool. It's like, I don't think anyone's actually done that before. So that's very original. I think if you actually did that, I would get you far, I think. Yeah, thanks to what you said. <laughs> so my next question is, 
A long time ago, even back in the ancient Egyptian times, they used to have magic tricks that we still perform nowadays. So do you think that magic tricks in the future will be different to now or stay the same? Yeah, I think that the simple stuff will definitely stay in the future. A little bit like tricks where you just get a card deck, somebody puts out a random card and then you tell them to put it back on top of the deck and then you just shuffle the deck in a certain order and then the card will become back to the top again yeah and then you say was this your card and then they say yes some really simple card tricks like that are still really popular yeah but then obviously bigger tricks with ai will probably expand and everything yeah i have at least five apps on my phone that can do magic tricks there will be magic technical card tricks i do tons of tricks on my phone because i know i like to do the rubik's cube and i know there are already like rubik's cubes that like you don't need to move it yeah i've seen them too tons of stuff now we're getting on computers and robots and everything so i think that it'll definitely advance yeah yeah because a rubik's cube is very hard to solve obviously but now there's robots that can do those sorts of things where they can solve the tricks or do it for you and i just think sometimes it kind of spoils magic in a way because it needs to be done by real humans the wow factor will definitely get way bigger with ai and everything because like i have a trick where i can get anyone's phone number without asking or anything i'm gonna be a complete stranger and i can instantly get their phone number without using their phone or anything and that's like ai and that's an app it really is wow i like how to go at that one not that i have a phone but still yeah sometimes Tricks like that can be a bit dangerous because, you know, if, if let's say there's a random magician who kept asking strangers random things about them, it might be a bit dangerous because they could take their information from them. Yeah, in the right hands at me, though, I'm not going to be trying to steal anyone's information. Yeah. I'm just joking. Personality <laughs> is definitely important because let's say in the future it is all not kind of skillful, but it's more on your phone stuff. Personality is already important. If you're doing magic or really anything, you want to have a big personality that definitely adds to your performance let's say you're like a seven it'll make you go up to a nine or a ten if you have a good personality yeah most celebrities have a good expression in their voice like you said people will like you more definitely so yeah i understand what you mean by that yeah cool we read about how ai and ar could develop magic in the future for example a trick dice that sends a signal to the magician to tell them what number the volunteer has rolled and also a really cool guy a cyber illusionist called marco tempest who is using ar to do trick with a virtual set of cards have you heard of any other technology that may help magic in the future? Yeah, so obviously the one I just said, like apps on phone and everything. Yeah. I have another app where I can get someone's password as well. <laughs> so I have a lot of tricks where I can get people's stuff off their phone. It really impressed people and everything. But I think this will be the future. And I know another magician on Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, his name was Damien the Magician. He used a phone trick or two on it, like AI stuff. Yeah. So I mentioned Marco Tempest. I don't know if you've seen this trick, but I think it's called the princess card trick. He used this card trick where he holds a box and then if you scan the AR app over it, the box opens and then five cards pop up and then you have to pick any of the cards and then he turns them around, shuffles them up in AR and then puts them back at the screen and they're all different and your one is gone. Even if you go to the beginning and you do it again and you use a different card, it's still gone. The other cards just change literally, like it turns into a spade or something. And then, we, yeah, we realise all the cards have changed. I actually have that trick 
but in real life. That actually comes with magic sets and everything. Ah, okay. It does exist in real life. Yeah, it's cool, yeah. It's very cool. My mum will put a link to the video in the description. We were talking about it though, and although it's a clever and good trick, we didn't necessarily think it needed AI. I think maybe it keeps the people watching more entertained, as there's like another sensory experience, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think that magic can predict the future? I don't think it can predict who's going to be the next American president, but I think that there are definitely apps that lead you to who it might be, but obviously folks who people like more and stuff. If it was a big thing, you have to use very particular clues to guess if it would happen. Yeah. I don't think magic tell you what's yeah, going to happen. Like a crystal ball. That would be a bit. Yeah. yeah. But I think that there's definitely magic. I can predict what card you're going to choose and stuff like that. But I don't think I can actually predict what's going to happen to you tomorrow throughout your day yeah i understand what you mean by that yeah yeah there's different sorts of predicting in the future because you can't really predict like when's covid's gonna end or yeah you can't really decide that but more simple things yeah like you said predicting the card more simple things rather than large things they're harder to predict not now anyways but in the future what happens yeah mm-hmm. yeah I interviewed a professor from the University of Bath and he told me a maths trick. I love maths and numbers and I got a maths trick set for Christmas. Things where you times it and do something like add it together or half it, things like that. And then you guess which number or what they predicted. Yeah, I I love maths as well. In lockdown, I learned how to do the Rubik's Cube. Awesome. I love them too. There's one trick I really like. Do you mind if I tell it to you? Yeah. So you have to pick a number between two and nine, but don't tell me. Okay. Uh, multiply it by nine. Add the two ditches in the new number, not counting their place values. So, like, if you got 68, you'd add six and eight. Well, yeah. Minus five from that answer. Yeah. Okay, so every number stands for a letter. For example, one would be A, two would be B, three would be C. So if you find your letter with your number. Yeah, got it. Think of a country that starts with that letter. Um, yeah. Uh, take the last letter of that country and think of an animal. Okay, got it, yeah. And take the last letter of that animal and think of a fruit. Okay, got it, yeah. I think it's an orange kangaroo in Denmark. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, thanks. Did you know it? No, I don't know that one. I knew there's somewhere you find out like the number at the end. But that one's really good because it's, yeah, you have a lot of options. Yeah. <laughs> When the professor told it to me, he did this sneaky thing where he said, think of a country. He said, for example, Australia. And then that kind of thinks you to think of a kangaroo for K. It doesn't always work, but yeah, I like it. Mum said it's called subliminal messaging when people do that. Like plant a thought in your head for later on. I was literally the other day watching an Ellen show person where he predicts everything with subliminal messaging. I've seen magicians do it, but I don't really do it. I think it's a bit risky. It's like the guy in the Elm show, just by saying up, everyone thought of a giraffe. Wow, the whole audience. So it was mad, very cool. Yeah. What was the magician's name? Oz Perlman. He's Australian. Oh, thanks, I'll take a look. Have you got any magic tricks that you could do that would just work with sound so that my listeners could achieve yes, a trick? I do indeed. Okay. So, I have a deck of cards here, okay? They are all different. You can tell everyone listening that they are all different. Yeah, yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay, so, I'm just going to show you the cards, okay? And I want you to just think of any one. Don't think of the ten, the first card. That's a bit too obvious. 
So just think of any other one. I'm going to spread them out. Just think of any other card. You have one? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. And once again, you could have chosen any card. They're all different. So, okay, so everyone at home, he just thought of a card. He just chose a card. You know, in deck cards, there's the low cards, the high cards, and the in-between kind of cards. Would you say yours is more low, high, or in-between? Um, high, I think. Okay, it's the high one. I have the deck. I'm just going to cut somewhere. I'll cut about here. If you're not sure what cutting means, it's nothing to do with scissors. Mum will put a video in the episode description. So, what is your card? My card is the Jack of Clubs. The Jack of Clubs. I cut to one card. The Jack of Clubs. Well done. I do not know how you did that. Thank you. I think it's a really cool trick. Thank you. I read your mind. <laughs> maybe magic can predict the future after all. <laughs> maybe. Maybe yeah. not. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. Um, I've really enjoyed it. My favourite bit was just now when you said about the magic tricks that my listeners could experience and also talking about making up of your own tricks because it sounded really cool. Yeah, cool. Thank you, guys. Bye, Bye guys. That's all we've got time for this week. This week's episode has inspired me to go away and look up a few old and newer magicians and have a look at some guard tricks myself. I must also have a look at those magic trick apps that Aidan talked about. Make sure you ask the grown-up before you start downloading anything though, listeners. Follow Aidan on Instagram at Aidan the Magician and Facebook at Aidan McCann Magician to get up-to-date information about his performances and to see some super cool tricks. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and, as for the well-known phrase, now you see it, now you don't, I certainly don't think this will be true of magic in the future. It will stay firmly in place. There is no technology that will take over our desire to believe in magic. Join me next time for another exciting episode of Jack of the Future.